got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be talking about a fractal pattern that looks to be repeating itself because Bitcoin over the last six months looks to be doing the exact same thing that it did in December of 2020. If you were here in December of 2020, you will remember that at that time, Bitcoin was trading below $20,000 and then managed to break above $20,000 and rally $23,000 in 2020 five days. And I think we might be in the exact same pattern today that we were in at that time. And we may end up seeing a similar result over the next couple of months on Bitcoin. We have an absolute massive amount of technical analysis to do on today's video. And we also have quite a few news stories on chain metrics and more that we need to go into today. If you want to know everything that you need to know about the price action of Bitcoin starting for this week, then you are in the right place. If you enjoy today's stream, consider hitting that like button and subscribe to the channel. But before we get into it, I first must introduce my co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, guys? Uh, it was a rough weekend. Um, Oof. Started on Friday. I uh, lost the HODL trophy. Oof. Then on a Saturday, uh, the Gators uh, lost another nail yeah, oh, that LSU game. LSU. That LSU game was wrong. And then Virginia Tech got the poop kicked out of them. <sighs> Oof. Uh, then URI ruined their undefeated season. Uh, lost to really? Towson. Wow. That's lame. And then, you know, Alabama and Georgia both won. So it was uh, a, oh, man. It was a rough Ooh, weekend. Poor town. And, well, the good news is you got a new picture behind you. It, I, it says I, nothing to see here. What does yeah, that mean? That, there's nothing to see there. That's, oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, we're also me. joined, as always, by Smay. How you doing, Smay? I'm good. I would like to see what's behind that picture there's as well. No, there's nothing to see there. Drop a plus one in chat if you'd like to see what's behind the I'd nothing like to, to see I'd like to see what's behind the nothing I'm kind of curious what's behind that also. No, um, but it. also, before we get into that, I would like to do what I get to do every day, which is to thank our special members. Aww. And I first off, foremost, want to thank Alan Carey. I hope your Wi-Fi gets better. Uh, Joffrey Fritz and Brandon Seagrave, thank you guys so much for being members. I love you guys. Good deal, guys. Welcome to the membership for all of you guys who are new to it. Thank you guys very much for joining. Before we jump into it, I do want to mention the sponsor of today's channel, which is us. Our very own Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy is bringing you today's stream. If you want to learn absolutely everything you need to know about technical analysis so that you can kickstart your career here in the cryptocurrency markets, I highly encourage you to invest in your own education and the best place that you can do that is with the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. We have been teaching people how to do cryptocurrency TA on these markets for over three years, and we've helped thousands of students. If you would like to learn how to do all of the technical analysis that we're going to do in today's show, make sure to click the link down below. We are going to go ahead and jump onto the chart, but before we do, we got a lot of plus ones in chat, Tim. I think the crowd wants to know what's behind that. Is there what what's to see there? It says nothing to see here, but I don't. I, I don't. mean, I think it's self-explanatory. There's nothing. Yeah. Okay. There. Okay. No. Well, no. Don't. No. You better remove it right this. You got to remove it, Tim. We got to see what's behind right it. Right now, on. the people on, have asked. Behind, the people. Ha the people have voted. What's behind it? Oof. <laughs> That's right. Oof. That's right. <laughs> That's rough. That's right. <sighs> Sorry, Tim. Dun, 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 I will. I will get it back. He will. 
So he thanks anyway. Let's jump onto the chart, guys, because we have a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and look here at Bitcoin, because over the last several weeks on Bitcoin, something very important has been playing out. You can see on my screen right now some very important technicals. First and foremost, there is this flat level right here and this flat level right here. Then you also see some of these wave patterns right here. And I'm going to break down what all of these mean here in just a moment. But the first thing I need to show you is what happened between the dates of December 16th, 2017 and December 16th, 2020. Literally exactly three years of charting history. What happened? Something very important did. I'm going to delete this wave fractal and I'm going to show you what happened. First of all, Bitcoin rallied to an all-time high. This was $20,000. Then it pulled back 85% down to $3,000. And then it rallied all the way up here to $13,000. Had a second correction followed by a bunch of FUD whenever the news of virus started back last year around March. And then we rallied all the way up to $20,000, the previous all-time high. And we sat there for a period of about two weeks before we finally broke out on December 16th, exactly three years to the day later, and we managed to go into a major rally. And from there, Bitcoin would rally over the span of 23 days, about 21 to 22, $23,000, depending on how exactly you measure it. This is the measurement that I'm talking about in today's title. We rallied almost $1,000 a day for the span of over three weeks. But what does this have to do with today's market? Because I know you guys want to know, where is Bitcoin going over the next couple of months? Well, Let's take a look at the anatomy of this rally. First, in, or the, of this bear market and of this return to bullishness, we saw one correction followed by a smaller secondary upwards movement, followed by a second correction followed by a second upwards movement before we finally broke out. Well, let's take a look here at what's happened over the last couple of months. Notice here, we rallied to an all-time high of $65,000. We had a large correction, and then we rallied not quite to all-time high, and then we had another correction, and then we rallied a second time, and now we're consolidating below all-time high. Does that sound familiar to you? Because it certainly does to me. Now, I'm going to use the Elliott Wave tool here in, in uh, TradingView. I understand that what I'm drawing is not technically Elliott Waves, but I just need to show you the anatomy of this market. The first wave we had was one to the downside. Secondarily, we had a corrective wave to the upside that did not reach all-time high. After that, we saw a secondary correction down to about where we started, but a higher low. Then we rallied all the way up to all-time high, traded there for a while, and then we rallied extremely quickly. Now, let's zoom in and look at what happened over the last couple of months. We had an all-time high run, had a correction that had a bunch of FUD in it, the same way we saw the news of virus have a bunch of FUD. If you want to know why I'm calling it that, scroll back to a year and a half ago on the channel, because the channel got taken down for a week when I said that word. So I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. We saw FUD constitute one of the major corrections. The same way we saw this secondary move to the downside was constituted by FUD. This first one was constitu constituted by FUD coming out with the Chinese ban with the Chinese banning Bitcoin mining and the Ch and uh, Elon Musk having all of his Twitter stuff. We saw a lot of FUD have that correction. But the second thing we saw was a corrective wave. Didn't quite get us to all-time high. Then we had another move to the downside. Then we saw a, th a second leg to the upside, and now we're sitting right below all-time high. That looks a lot like what we saw happen between the dates of December 17th, 2017 and December 17th, 2020. I think we're about to do the same thing. And if we were to do the same thing, guys, what happened last time? With in 23 days, Bitcoin rallied 105%. And then from this breakout to the new all-time high, Bitcoin would rally, as you can see here, 210%. So keep those percentages in mind. We rallied 105% and then 210%. So immediately, within a month, we rallied 105%. If that were to occur, that would see Bitcoin going all the way to $135,000 by mid 
November, if not around the beginning of December. And then if we follow that same pattern again, 210% over the course of the next six months or so, that would see Bitcoin going to roughly 200 to $225,000, depending on how exactly you draw it. Now, I want to be very crystal clear on this. There are diminishing returns as we rally when we move to the upside. Going to $200,000 is going to be much harder than going to $65,000 was for Bitcoin earlier on this year. But the fact remains, if we were to continue this fractal, which we've done so far, then we should see a major rally quickly after breaking all-time high, followed by a slower rally that pushes us even farther. And I think that's going to occur. So that is the basis for our analysis today. But I also want to look at some shorter-term things, and we're going to come back to this a little bit later. Pay attention to this. We're going to be making a wrap-up video called Crypto Espresso on this a little bit later on today. If you want to see even more about that, make sure you subscribe to the channel. But first... I want to run through the bullish and the bearish. Remember, guys, we break this show up into three segments. We're in our bullish segment right now. Then we're going to have a short but important bearish segment here in about 15 to 20 minutes. And then we're going to draw our concluding segment a little bit later. But first and foremost, let's look at some of our bullish technicals. The first thing I do want to mention is that LuxAlgo, one of the sponsors of this channel and an indicator that I have been using for about three or four months, really, really love it, does have a strong buy signal for us right here. And we are still under that strong buy signal. Now, another thing I want to show you on the daily chart is the VPVR, the volume profile of the visible range. Remember, guys, we've been talking about this zone right here on VPVR between 54,500 and 57,500 as our resistance that Bitcoin needed to get over. It was a ball sitting on top of this hill and it needed to roll down. Well, we've started seeing it roll to the upside. We are now using all of this previous resistance as current support. So that's a very good sign and that does give us a lot of con a lot of confidence. <laughs> about Bitcoin staying at these levels, which we're going to need when we get into the bearish technicals because there are some shorter term bearish technicals to look at. Now, another thing to show you here is that there was just today a golden cross on the 100 and 200 daily simple moving averages. Now, normally people will draw a golden cross between the 50 and the 200. We did already see that. We saw that golden cross happen quite a while ago. It was right here on the 14th of September. But it is interesting to look at our other type of golden cross, which is the 100 crossing above the 200. This has almost as much, if not more, historical relevance as the other type of golden cross because it doesn't have as many fake outs. I'm actually very interested in these golden crosses because they don't show up as much as a 5200 cross, but they are almost as accurate, if not even more accurate. Pretty much every single time in history that we've seen one, for example, here on June 26th, 2020, we go into a rally. So this is a bit of a side note to the main point of today's video, but it is important. Another thing to show you here shows up on our oscillators on the daily chart. Take a look at this. Our RSI is sitting up at 73. Now you might be thinking, Jeb, why are you bringing up a 73 RSI in the bullish segment? Isn't that a bad thing? Doesn't that mean Bitcoin's overextended? Not necessarily. And why? The RSI is often misread. Many times people read it as an overextension indicator, and that is true. But if you only read it as an overextension indicator, then you're going to miss the true point. What's the name RSI mean? What does it stand for? Relative Strength Index. What is it measuring the relative strength of? It's measuring the relative strength of the bulls to the bears. The point of RSI is, yes, to get overextension signals, and yes, to draw bullish and bearish RSI divergence, but it's also to get an idea of which faction is stronger. Right now, the fact that we're sitting at 72 does mean that we're a little bit overextended. But if you look in the history of Bitcoin, we can sit up above this territory for months on end. So that doesn't mean that we're going to have a correction right now. What it does mean is that the bulls are gaining strength. The RSI has been gradually moving to the upside since two weeks ago when we first hit 70. So this is actually a bullish sign in my opinion. We'll come back to it from a bearish point of view. But for right now, I would say that it is a bullish thing. Now, another thing I want to mention here on the daily chart before we move on to our shorter term timeframes is the fact 
that in just 16 days, Bitcoin rallied 55%. Why am I bringing this up? Well, for two reasons. Number one, I need you guys to keep perspective. It can be very difficult for us when Bitcoin doesn't rally $5,000 in two hours because we're used to that in crypto. But the fact remains, we've rallied 54% in 16 days. To get that same return in the S&P 500, you would have to wait six or seven years. In Bitcoin, you get it in 16 days. So remember, if you're getting impatient, this is a good reminder to not get impatient because things are doing very well. And the second reason I'm bringing this up is because the overarching theme of this stream is the fact that we are sitting in a very similar position that we were at late November, early December in 2020. At that time, Bitcoin rallied 90% in 54 days. So we've seen a major rally, and that is very bullish, but it also draws quite a few parallels to the market that we are comparing to today. So that is a very bullish thing. Now, moving down to the four-hourly chart, there are several more things that I want to show you. Namely, there are three uptrending levels of support that are giving Bitcoin support right now. The first one, and by the way, these are all drawn on the log chart. They're not going to show up if you're on your linear chart. You can see that they all break like this. I use the log chart. That's where I make my home base. We actually talked about that in a previous webinar. But there is an uptrend with a bottom here on the 30th of September, with a bottom here on the 13th of October. And then if you zoom in, you can see, especially down here on the hourly chart, that those bottoms are in play right now. And Bitcoin looks to be in an upwards trend. We have that uptrending level of support. Now, on top of that, there's also a longer term uptrending level of support right here, constituted by highs on the 25th of May, constituted by highs here on the 23rd of August and the 8th of September. And then also more recently, we can see that Bitcoin has had rejections on the 11th of October. And just yesterday, we pulled back 10 and tested that support. But on top of that, looking down on the hourly chart, there's another uptrending level of support right here. We see touches here on the 6th of October, the 8th of October, the 11th of October, the 14th of October, support touches on the 15th, and then over the last two days, we've seen a couple of tests on it as well. So these three uptrends, one, two, three, are all giving Bitcoin support, and they are all very bullish things that you should keep in mind. Now, another thing on the four-hourly chart to remember is that Lux Algo is still under a buy signal. We saw a strong buy signal on the 13th of October. And by the way, I just need to point out how amazing this take profit order was. Like, take a look at that. That is like the perfect place to take profit. Lux Algo definitely called that one. Lux Algo is still green, and it has been for quite some time, and we're quite happy about that. Now, another thing I want to show you here is the 20 exponential moving average. And remember, guys, we're going to bring all of this into a nice, neat bow here in a second. I know I'm throwing a lot of technicals at you. I want to make sure that you understand I'm going to make all of this make sense here in a minute, but I do want to bring all of the facts so that we can draw conclusions. The 24-hourly exponential moving average is serving as support and has for the last several days. Why is that important? The 20 exponential moving average is an indicator that gives us an idea of whether Bitcoin is in a major uptrend or a major downtrend. Right now, we're in a major uptrend. That is giving us support. That is a very good sign. Now, one of the other things I want to show you on the four-hourly, we have a couple of very large lower wicks right here. We saw it around 1,600 hours yesterday, and we saw one just this morning when Bitcoin tried to pull back down almost below $60,000. These two lower shadows, these lower wicks, indicate that the bears tried and the bears failed. That is a signal that the bulls are strong right now. And one of the other things I want to show you on the four-hourly is the fact that there is actually an ascending triangle pattern forming also that you can see with some of our uptrends and a flat level of resistance right here. Now we're almost done. I'm almost done throwing technicals at you. I promise you we're going to be done here in a second, but there's a couple more things I want to show you down on the one hourly chart. And one of them 
is actually one of the moving averages that we looked at a second ago. It's the 100 hourly SMA. Remember, I showed you the 20 SMA giving a support. Now I want to show you the 100 SMA giving a support on the hourly chart as well. This is a very good sign. It means that we're in a healthy rally with levels that we can pull back down to and that we can correct to if we need to. So what's the point here? The point here is this. Bitcoin is in a very strong rally. Most of the bullish, uh, most of the technical indicators are quite bullish. The chart formations are bullish. The longer term perspective is bullish. We're in a fractal that looks like it's going to repeat itself and drive us over $100,000 in the next couple of months. We're going to talk about all of that and more. But the point I want you to take away for right now before we get into our concluding segment and make all of this make sense in a couple of sentences and kind of wrap everything up and distill it all down into something that you can walk away with that is actionable. I need you to know this. Bitcoin has just undergone a massive rally. And we have reason to believe that that rally is still healthy. For a couple of days there, we were concerned. We were like, hey, Bitcoin's rallied too far too fast. It needs a small correction. That didn't come. The bulls are strong. The pumpamentals are very, very much in play right now. And Bitcoin is very strong. So that is a good sign. And that is something that we can be very happy about. Now, I have several other articles that I want to briefly run through here in about five to 10 minutes. We're going to go into an intermission. We're going to read some super chats and we're going to get to interact with you guys. Then we're going to get to the bearish technicals. Then we're going to go into our concluding segment because we want you guys to have both sides of the story, the bullish and the bearish, so that you don't have a biased point of view when you walk away. You have both sides of the story so that you can make an informed decision for yourself. But first and foremost, I need to jump on over to a good friend of ours who is now on staff, Kelly Kellum, who is helping us with the research and the planning for this show. Make sure to go and follow him on Twitter. Take a look at these two charts that he published on his Twitter. Reserve risk on-chain metrics show that like 2012 and 2013 cycle, we have reserve risk support above green box, just like this entire bull cycle, even during major price dips over the summer. Still plenty of reward versus risk assessed by big money holders, indicating plenty more upside. Take a look here at this chart. Look at these two ranges, the green and the red. Notice whenever we rallied up into this red territory was an all-time high. We have four major all-time highs discounting last, uh, discounting earlier uh, this year's all-time high, because I don't think that was the end of a cycle, but the four previous major end of cycle events in 2011, 2013, 2013 again, and then in 2017, we breached up here into this red column. We are nowhere near there right now. I'm not going to go into exactly how this is all calculated. You can see the, reser the uh, reserve risk calculation up here, but the point is I want you to see this. We are not near an all-time high according to this chart. And by the way, about a dozen and a half other ones that we've shown you on this, uh, on this channel, including this one right here. He also showed the MVRVZ score. This is another uh, on-chain metric that I don't have time to get into how it's calculated but you can read the chart for yourself right here. Every single time we hit an all-time high, Bitcoin rallies up into this red zone. We got close to it earlier on this year. We have not gotten anywhere near it right now. We're nowhere near the danger zone. This, this corroborates the other indicators we've looked at, like CBBI that say we're nowhere near all-time high. There are so many on-chain metrics right now, guys, that say we're not near all-time high. But guess what? We are near the all-time high. We're not near the all-time high of this bull market. We're near the all-time high that was temporarily set earlier this year. That's where we are. We're not close to the final all-time high that we're going to see in this bull market. I personally believe, I think Tim agrees with me. He can disagree with me if you want to, but I think you, dis I think you agree with me. And Kelly agrees with me. The all-time high for this rally is well into the six figures. You agree, Tim? Oh, yeah. Cool. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that more later, but I do want to go ahead and jump into a couple more articles here. This right here, CME sees record open interest in Bitcoin futures ahead of ETF debut. I'm not even going to read the article, but I just want to show you this BYBT chart right here. This is the open interest over on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange where Bitcoin futures have been traded. 
you can see that they hit an all-time high right before we hit $20,000 back in November and December. It's kind of hard to see because this is frankly not a great screenshot of this chart, but you can see right here we were at an all-time high before we broke $20,000 back in uh, the winter of last year, and then we went into a massive rally. What are we sitting at right now over on CME? Futures open interest is at an all-time high again while Bitcoin is testing the previous price's all-time high. This is yet another corroborating technical and on-chain indicator that we are sitting right below all-time high the same way we were in 20, uh, 2020 in December and that we should be expecting a break above 65000 the same way we broke above $20,000. This just confirms what I am saying. Now, another thing I want to mention here has to do with Grayscale. You guys may know that Grayscale is one of the big power players in this space, and I want to mention this. Grayscale hence it plans to convert Bitcoin Trust into Bitcoin Settled ETF. Now, a lot of people are concerned and frankly upset that what we've seen happen is that there's been a futures-backed ETF, uh, futures ETF approved, and it was not a physically settled Bitcoin ETF. Basically, what that means is that a futures-backed ETF is settled in cash, meaning that there is not Bitcoin held in custody in the same way that you would have with a uh, uh, physically backed Bitcoin uh, backed ETF. Basically, what that means is that it's a derivative. It's not an actual uh, drain on the Bitcoin um, circulating supply. So there is good reason to believe that we would. Uh, there's not good reason to believe. There is good reason to believe. But what I meant to say is that there is a strong argument to be made that we would rather have a physically backed ETF. And Grayscale here is hinting that we might have that. Barry, when conversion of the trust to a spot Bitcoin ETF. Stay tuned, said Barry Silbert who obviously is very much in tune because he is the CEO of Grayscale, and he seems to think that that is going to end up happening. This is something that you definitely want to be paying attention to. Now, I just want to mention this. You guys have all heard this story, but I just want to show you again in case you've been living under a rock. We did finally see a Bitcoin ETF uh, announced. It is a Bitcoin futures ETF. Like I said, there's a lot of pushback to the fact that it's a Bitcoin futures ETF and not a physically backed ETF. The point is, we got an ETF. It might not be exactly what we want, but the writing is on the wall. This is coming, and there's likely going to be several more ETFs approved in the next three to six months. ProShares was approved, as we can see right here, and it should be going live today. After years of trial and error by would-be fund sponsors, cryptocurrency investing has finally opened up to the masses with a tacit U.S. approval for Bitcoin futures exchange traded fund. The SEC green-lighted Bitcoin futures ETF in a first for the industry on Friday, about five o'clock on Friday to be specific. After the regulators, five commissioners met, uh, commissioners met on the issue. ProShares, which filed for its Bitcoin strategy ETF this past summer, may be the first to launch next week. Uh, the On October 15th statement, its filing is expected to launch on Monday the 18th, which is today, though the fund may not begin trading immediately. So this has been approved, but we have not seen it actually start as of yet. It should be starting relatively soon. Here's the thing you guys need to understand. This is a futures ETF, which is not exactly what we wanted. But as I talked about in the video I uploaded yesterday on the channel, my driving video that you guys love so much, oftentimes we get so excited about one moment in history. We get so excited that, hey, look, this one thing is coming. This one deadline's been achieved. This one day, this is going to change everything. And then Bitcoin's going to moonshot. And a lot of people got disappointed. They said, oh, a Bitcoin ETF finally got approved. Why did Bitcoin not moonshot? Why are we not trading at $80,000 right now? Two things. Number one, we've rallied $20,000 in 16 days. We, we have moonshot. We, we are in the process of moonshotting. So if you're feeling that way, I would encourage you a dose, of, a dose of patience, which is something that I always have to remind myself that I need, might be in order. But two, the point of an ETF was never that it was going to moonshot the price overnight, because if you moonshot the price, then the price might need to have a healthy correction or, you know, frankly, a bear market. What I'm more excited about with this news 
is the fact that it simply backs up everything that we've been saying. Bitcoin right now looks to be going through the exact same pattern that it did in late 2020. We are sitting right below an all-time high figure. You can see it on my screen. We saw the market price double in the span of a month. Everything that I am showing you today, literally almost every single technical I've showed you for the last for the last three days on Bitcoin, almost every single one of them showed up here when we were trading below all-time high and before we literally doubled. Now, I'm not saying that Bitcoin is going to double in the next 30 days. I don't want to make that, um, I don't want that to be confused. What I am saying is this, all of the technicals, all of the on-chain and all of the fundamentals are telling me that Bitcoin right now is in a very similar and parallel circumstance that it found itself in late November and early December of 2020. It broke all-time high and then it rallied and it doubled. I do think Bitcoin is going to double. I think it's going to take more than 30 days, but I could very easily see Bitcoin trading at based on all of this. Remember, guys, I'm not just making my prediction based off of nothing. We've been doing analysis on this market literally every single stream for like two weeks now. My prediction is $100,000 in quarter one, probably even higher than that. If plan B has anything to say about that, it'll actually be coming in December. So we are actually wrapping out this segment about a minute early. So we have more time for super chats, guys. We're going to go until the top of the hour and then we're going to jump back into the technical analysis. But let's go ahead and read some super chats and interact with chats. One of my favorite parts of the stream. Yeah, no, we have some good ones on here. Uh, we, I want to shout out somebody that we didn't on Friday. Rob Loftus joined us at Jedi Padwin on Friday. And we didn't get to shout him out, so shout out to Rob. Also, I don't know if he's still in chat, but Cryptoface was in chat. Was he? Uh, so shout out to Cryptoface. If you guys don't know who he is, you need to go find out who he is. Yes. Cryptoface is awesome. Cryptoface is awesome. Uh, creator of Market Cypher, which you're going to be hearing a lot more about on this channel. Yep. Speaking of this channel, you guys, we can definitely get that like button up. We have Heck yeah. almost 4,000 watching, only 742 likes. I think by the end of this five-minute segment, we could get to 1,200. I think we can get to 1,200 uh, before the top of the hour. Also, if you guys really like this and what we're doing here, consider subscribing to the channel. It really helps us out, and yeah. you'll be able to just see us on a more regular basis. Yeah. But with that being said let's jump into some super chats we have one from mike the humble swede saying did you know that we just had an all-time high on the a weekly high on the bitcoin chart yeah let's take a look at that really quickly because i think what he's talking about is the weekly close let's look at that because i mean i, I Excuse me. I haven't actually looked at that here in a second, but you can see that he's right. We actually have had the highest weekly close that we have had in a while. And I'm glad you brought this up because this is actually something I've been looking for. There's actually a three white soldiers pattern that showed up here on the weekly chart. Three weeks, very similar growth, not really any lower shadows. This is remarkably bullish. This candlestick formation right here and a weekly close for all time high. Very big deal. Absolutely great observation. And by the way, awesome name. It was something humble sweet, right? Mm -hmm. what, what's his name? I, I just got rid of the, the humble Swede. I think it was right. That's a dope name. Mike, the humble, Swede. Mike, the humble Swede. That's a cool name. I like yep. that. We got, I'm going to go down to see. We got one from Eric Liddell. We actually have two from Eric Liddell, but the first one says, why do people like Sunday driving videos? The internet is so mysterious sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, people like them and I like making them. I say, make sure you go like them. Yeah. Make sure you uh, go like been really them. really good. Uh, he also wanted to say, I've been hodling my, my hodl hoodie for so long that it looks like it says pool. So uh, I guess that D is starting to, yeah, starting to, fade. Starting to fade there. Uh, another one, man, he is in the donating mood today. He said, go Sox. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. How, uh, they're playing the Astros, I think. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, I'm pretty sure we're talking about baseball. And he sounds like a Boston Bostonite. So 
he's a probably a Smay fan. Tim, I gotta say, I just I just love that picture behind you, buddy. That- I I'm choosing to ignore it. Uh, <laughs> keep moving on. Crypto Alchemist says better to cash out at the top and buy in at the bottom with stake coins, ADA, Elgerond, or hold in the staking pool throughout the bear market to prevent cap gains. I would. Now, first of all, this is not financial advice. Go find a CPA that knows crypto. By the way, it's kind of hard to find a CPA that knows crypto. We happen to know a CPA that knows crypto. Uh, we, we talk about them sometimes here on the channel. You can ask some of your fellow viewers because a lot of them are using him. Go find a CPA that knows crypto. This is not financial advice. However, in my opinion, I think it is a good idea to continue holding those cryptocurrencies if you are invested for the long term. The first thing you have to figure out is what, what why are you investing? Are you investing to sell in six months or are you holding for 10 years? That, I mean, that's going to completely depend on your outlook on the market and the longer that you're planning on holding it well the less likely that you should be trying to sell it at the top that all comes down to your own trading and investing philosophy we got some some that just came in so i want to try to make sure we catch them all all right i'm gonna start with i think i think i'm where we are (coughs) rick 4962 or dog dog said thanks uh thank you rick um thank you rick you've been awesome here we go ah Adil Keshwani. I think you might have actually gotten I, that. I, if I'm wrong, then I'm I'm okay with the wrong Keshwani. What will be your profit-taking strategy for Bitcoin? Do you think DCA could be a strategy for taking profits? Yeah, absolutely. Do- dollar cost averaging can be done in reverse, where you dollar cost average the tops. And quite frankly, that's a better way to sell the tops than just selling a lump sum, in my opinion. And the reason is, it's very difficult to catch the exact top. But if you dollar cost average in reverse and you sell 100 bucks every Friday or 100 bucks, whatever the right day is, it's not going to be Friday. It's probably uh, it's probably Monday or Tuesday. You'd have to go and look at the statistics of what statistically is the highest value for Bitcoin per day. Um, then, yeah, that, a lot of people do that. And it's actually one of the better ways to get out of a position is dollar cost average the top. Um, I personally don't take profits at the top. I hodl and I hodl long term. I have, except for one time that happened like a month ago, I have literally never sold cryptocurrency back into the real world. I've been holding crypto for so long. So <laughs> that's how I work. Of course, that is going to depend on your own strategy. Yeah, we have one from Matt C. saying, as Jeb said in an interview over the weekend, be aggressively patient. It will yes. lead to financial freedom. Our best days are ahead of us if you stay the course and do your homework, invest and hold. Yeah, absolutely. Look, guys, what I mean by that is you need to be patient and know that it takes time to do certain things. You're not going to be able to drive from you know, Florida to New York in two minutes. That's not going to happen. But also, at the same time, if you're not, you know, driving, then you might never get there either. So you have to realize, hey, this thing's going to take time. I'm not going to become a millionaire next month. That's just not the way it works. Anyone who's trying to sell you that get rich, get rich quick crap is trying to sell you something. We constantly encourage you guys here, invest in your own education and it'll come, but it's going to take hard work because we're trying to be real with you. But you also have to be aggressive in knowing that, hey, it's going to take work and you got to put in the hours and this is not going to be a four hour work week kind of thing. You got to do the time. You got to work. And that's my point is that it's going to take time, but also don't let that patience lead you into laziness. Yeah, we're going to go through the rest of these pretty quickly. Screwhead said, go Cowboys. Um, yeah. Math. Uh, this is another Ma- Mahathir Isa. I think just you actually became a got Jedi that right, too. Uh, so, welcome. Mike the Humble Swede said it used to be Michael, a.k.a. Now, here oh, we go. Freakers. 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 Uh, I don't know. But you always had a problem with it. Mike, That's thank funny. you. That, that helped me out a lot. Because even though I've had practice saying that name, I'm, I'm still probably not that good at it. I think that's all we have. And I know we're, we're about to jump into some bearish some technical bearish indicators. Technicals. And it's weird because as we're looking at right Bitcoin's now, we're pumping. approaching 62 again. <laughs> yep. But there are some things that we do need to look at. So, Jeb, without further ado. Thank you very much, Tim. Guys, before I even get into this, 
I need to make something crystal clear because I know there's going to be that one guy in chat. So for you, Mr. One Guy, I'm talking to you. I am very bullish on Bitcoin. I think we're going to break all-time high, probably not long from now. I think we're going to over $100,000. The point of this segment, which is the bearish segment, is to make sure that I temper your expectations and I don't lead you into FOMO, but I'm also not trying to spread FUD. I'm simply giving you technical indicators so that you can look at both sides of the story because I think one of the big problems in the world right now is people only pay attention to the side that they want to be true. So, even though I'm not bearish, I'm going to show you the bearish technicals so that you can be well-informed. Let's jump onto my chart if we're not already. The first thing I want to show you guys has to do with the last two candlesticks, because the last two candlesticks discounting today are actually relatively bearish. First and foremost, over the weekend, on the 16th, this was Saturday, we saw what is known as a spinning top. And then yesterday, which was Sunday, we saw a hanging man. Both of these candlestick formations are actually pretty bearish. Spinning top indicates indecision. Well, you don't want to be indecisive after an uptrend because if you're indecisive after an uptrend, that's one step away from being bullish. You want to see a, conf uh, a confident uh, candlestick, and we didn't see that. And then on Sunday, we saw a hanging man which oftentimes indicates that, yeah, maybe the market's bullish because we were able to recover this price. But the fact that the bears were able to push us down so far is not the most encouraging thing in the world. Now, that might sound like it's contradictory to what I was saying earlier, that we saw this big dump and then Bitcoin recover very quickly. It's not. There are just two ways to look at this. Either one, you can look at down here on the one hourly chart. Gosh, we have these massive corrections. What's going on? The market doesn't like us. We're going down. Or you can look at it the way that I personally look at it, which is from the bullish camp. Yeah, we had a big correction, but the bears got absolutely wrecked because the last two times we saw these big dips, the bottom has been bought up very rapidly. One of those times happened in the last hour. So technically speaking, there are people that will say this is bearish. I personally don't think it's bearish. I think it's still bullish, but I want to make sure you understand both sides. Now, another thing to look at here has to do with what's known as the TD sequential. The TD sequential is currently sitting at eight, and we are likely to see a red TD sequential tomorrow, a red nine flash. We saw the same thing happen here on the 8th of October, and it is a bearish technical indicator. Now, during major uptrends, these can be completely ignored. But generally speaking, the TD sequential is going to be listened to, and if you ignore it for too long, the market will get upset, throw a temper tantrum, and crash. We don't want that to happen, so if the TD sequential hits 9 tomorrow, which will update you if it does, then Bitcoin is likely going to need a couple more days of sideways movement, maybe even a small correction, but probably not that much. It's just something that you want to be aware of. Now, another thing that you need to be aware of is the MACD on on the daily chart, despite all the rallies and gains that we've been making since the 7th. And by the way, just so you know, since the 7th, Bitcoin has rallied $7,000. We are still seeing bearish convergence on the MACD. Why? Because other than earlier this year, when we were rallying to new all-time highs, the MACD is actually at the highest level right now that it ever has been. That's actually a very bullish thing. That signals the bulls are strong. But it's also a bad thing in that we've been seeing bearish convergence for three weeks, uh, for two weeks, excuse me. The fact remains, though, that MACD is still very bullish, but I do just want you to pay attention to this because if we keep converging, then eventually we might see a bearish MACD cross. Even if we do, which I don't think is likely, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. Another thing to show you guys, and this one is actually pretty important, the volume on Bitcoin is still boringly low. Like, it's just, it's like... <sighs> That's, that's what the volume is doing right now. It's yawning. Like, look at this volume moving average, the 20 moving average moving through this. It's not doing anything. We saw one big volume candlestick on Friday when we broke above 60K. Nothing else. Volume is crap. It's nothing. Now, that's what's showing on the chart, but I do want you guys to remember there is record volume going over on CME, and sometimes the volume numbers here on, on TradingView can be a little bit wrong. But in general, they're pretty accurate, and the fact remains the volume is not as great right now as we would like it to be. So, you know... 
take do with that what you will, but it's just something I want you to know. Now, another thing to show you guys here that is technically bearish, there is some convergence happening on the Bollinger Bands for the first time in a while. We've seen the Bollinger Bands just continue to march up and up and up and up and up. And then as of today, the Bollinger Bands are starting to curve in on themselves. But I want you to remember, this is the exact same thing that happened back during our test of $20,000 last year. The Bollinger Bands started converging and eventually even flattened out and plateaued before they blasted off. It's not a bad thing that those Bollinger Bands are converging, but compared to last month, uh, last year, we're probably sitting right around here. It might still be another two to three weeks before we break all-time high if we are following what happened last year. We traded up here below 20K for 21 days. We've been up here below 65K for like four. So it is possible that we trade sideways for a while and these Bollinger Bands get very constricted. That is not a bad thing if that occurs. It's actually arguably a very good thing. Now, an important reminder that I want to give you. I said this earlier, but now I'm coming at it from a different angle. We rallied $22,000 in 16 days. This is bullish because it means the bulls are strong, but it's also bearish because it means that we've rallied so far and we still haven't had a correction. Now, I've gotten burned before by saying, hey, look at this. We rallied so much. We need a correction. And then it didn't come because the pumpamentals took over. I think the pumpamentals, if you will, are very much in charge right now. But technically speaking, it would not. I would not be doing my job if I didn't tell you, hey, we've rallied very far, very quickly. We've had no correction to speak of. Theoretically, we should have some at least sideways movement. And I think that does play into how this is all going to go through. I think we are going to have some sideways momentum. And frankly, based on this uptrend and our flat level at 65, we might even see something like an ascending triangle pattern form up until and through the beginning of November before we finally break to the upside. The point is the Bitcoin rally is unless FOMO comes in and we just, you know, have some kind of massive catalyst and break us out, we're probably going to have a little bit of sideways momentum. That being said, we've kind of been seeing that over the last couple of weeks. We've seen sideways momentum to the upside, but compared to what we saw in early October, it has actually been consolidative and convergent. So it's not a bad thing. It's just something that you need to be aware of. A couple more things down here on the four-hourly chart that I want to show you. First and foremost, the Bollinger Bands have become remarkably constricted. Take a look at this. We saw the Bollinger Bands were very wide back here, and right now they are very much not. They have constricted on themselves. Again, this is technically a bearish thing, but the flip side is this. The Bollinger Bands are converging on themselves because we're in a rising wedge that you can see, uh, excuse me, an ascending triangle pattern that you can see right here. When those Bollinger Bands start to widen, it's going to be as a result of a breakout. What do we know about Bollinger Bands? Bollinger Bands are cyclical. They go from periods of high volatility to periods of low volatility to periods of high volatility to periods of low volatility. What comes after a period of low volatility? Say with me, high volatility. That's what we're probably going to be seeing in the next 7 to 14 days. High volatility. Where will that volatility be leading us? Almost certainly to the upside. So technically speaking, it is a bearish factor, but it is very much a bullish factor when you analyze it as such. Now, one thing that is you can't really twist any way other than what it is, is that there is, technically speaking, um, bearish RSI divergence showing up on the four-hourly chart or is it the one-hourly chart? My notes are not very clear here. I drew this a second ago. And actually, funnily enough, the bearish RSI divergence that I was going to show you is gone because Bitcoin rallied. So never mind. We're going to nix that one. That one is no longer here as of half an hour ago when Bitcoin went into a rally. But one other thing I want to show you down on the hourly chart, I only have a couple more points here, and then we're going to go into our next intermission and then conclusion, is that there is a double top sitting here at $62,700. That, again, is theoretically a bearish thing. Double top are theoretically bearish, but take a look at this. We rejected from it. We've almost rallied right back to it in the span of two hours. So technically it's bearish. Had to throw it in there. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But one thing that might be is the fact that there was a bearish MACD cross on the MACD. But again, as of this rally in the last two hours, we're converging bullish on ourselves. Almost look like we're going to have a bullish MACD cross. And then the last thing that I will show you is the fact that 
that Lux Algo looked like this morning it was losing steam, looked like it was going to have a sell signal, didn't happen. You see how I'm trying to grasp at straws here for bearish technicals? You see how I'm trying to bring you both sides of the story? But right now, there kind of really is only one side. The fact of the matter is, Bitcoin is remarkably bullish right now from the technical standpoint, from the fundamental standpoint, from the on-chain standpoint, from the uh, sentiment standpoint, from every standpoint. It's very bullish. But because it is one of our core values, which is integrity, and another one is humility, it is our purpose just make sure that you guys understand both sides. There is a bearish argument. However, I think it is a very weak one, to say the least. With that said, let's go back into reading some Super Chats and interact with you guys. And then we have some discussion and some conclusions that we need to draw here in about fifty in about five to six minutes. I'm going to start off uh, a challenge Full was screen. laid down for me uh, to say a name. Oof. Uh, I love these. The, the first name, I feel like I have a decent strategy on. Uh, <laughs> the, the second, the, the last name is where I'm getting tripped up a little bit. But without further ado, the name is Noamaka. And I'm, I'm debating between Idui or Idui. But either way, that is my final answer. Let me know in chat if that was correct. It probably wasn't. Oh, that one, that one, was that a super chat? It was not a super chat. No, it was just one. a challenge. That's uh, hilarious. We did get a super chat from Rick4962 again saying, when Bitcoin tops out, how do we keep it? Then buy back in when it drops down low. So what I personally do, Rick, and I've told you guys this before, I like to have three portfolios. Trading portfolio, investment portfolio, and then a cash portfolio. People forget about that cash balance. In fact, oftentimes when I give you this analogy, I forget to mention it. But I'm <laughs> thankfully remembering to remember... Uh, mention it right now because that cash portfolio is very important. You should always have cash on hand on the sidelines to deploy when there's a correction. The way that I have always traded is that I've always had cash on the side to deploy in the bottoms, but I never sold the tops. It's very important, and Tim talks about this from the context of a worldview, but I call it a philosophy for how you trade and invest. You need to have a philosophy for how you trade and invest. My philosophy has always been buy the dips, don't sell the tops. Some people's philosophy is buy the dip, sell the tops. I personally don't like that because no matter how good you are at technical analysis, the market's going to throw you a curveball sometimes, and sometimes you're not going to call the top right, and you're going to wish you had to just held on to it. First and foremost, always be happy if you made a profit. Don't get you know freaked out because, oh, I could have made more. But my point is this. I personally don't like selling the tops. I personally like buying the dips and hodling. That being said, if you do want to sell the tops, a good strategy is to dollar cost average out of your position. You can try and sell a lump sum at the top, but you'll probably start kicking yourself if you don't manage to sell it uh, exactly where you want to. You shouldn't do that, but it is tempting to do so. Yeah, we just had another comment in chat. Uh, somebody, I'm going to say the comment first, and then I'm going to attempt the name. They said, I honestly watch you guys for the crypto news, but also for the name challenge. I love it. I love the name challenge. Do you see the name that I'm about to try an attempt? I do not. Where is that a super chat or just a normal it's, it's chat? It's just a normal chat. Okay, let me see if I can. The reason I'm asking we don't, we don't if it's have a lot super, of super chats. The reason I'm asking if it's a super chat is because it's easier to find, guys. We no. want to read all the comments. No. Don't get me all wrong right. on that. All right, all right, here we go. Katarizina? <laughs> <laughs> Noah Sitsk. I do not see this chat. Where is Noah Zik? <laughs> Katarizina. Oh, I see it. I'm uh, Katarizina. I mean, you know, you Katarizina, could go a couple ways with Noah that. Noah Sitsk. Either way, Katarizina. Thank you Noah for the Sizzik. challenge. I'm think, trying to improve. Did I say it right? I don't know. I'm curious if I said it right. We, we do have one from Katarizina. Uh, okay, here's a good last name. Blaze McKelson. I'm, I'm McKelson. McKelson sounds good. He's a new subscriber, so he said love. Is VXV on your radar yet? VXV on my radar. Let me look up that ticker symbol because I don't remember what that is. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know if I know what that one is. I don't even know if I've ever looked at that. VXV. 
Let's see here. And by the way, guys, in about three minutes, we're going to jump back into our discussion, but we just want to read some chat here and interact with you guys. I have never heard of this project in my entire life. It's ranked 3,000 on CoinMarketCap. Yeah, that's a hard so, one. It's not on our radar. So not on my radar. We no. just had one coming from Jason Clark. He said, easy one, but Jeb always says it wrong. Because it, it, it's spelled with a C. J Jason C Clark. Jason Clark. Jackin. Jackin Clark. Jackin Clark. <laughs> Brad said, can you do a quick and... Can you do a quick and dirty on Cardano, Jeb? <laughs> I yelled quite a bit, and I'm just waiting. LOL, love you guys. I think there's going to be a Cardano video coming up on the channel here in the next couple of days, so stay yeah, tuned for is. that. What I can tell you on Cardano is, right now, it's super boring, but it's still a great project. Have diamond hands. That's what I'll tell you. Yeah, Car uh, Colton Dunn said, here's a super chat, just because my name is Easy. Have a great day. See, Colton? Colton Dunn. That, that was nice. P Thank you. you. Thank you for making my job a little You know, easier. the funny thing is, nobody knows how to say McAfee. Like, we literally have employees that yeah, say we McAfee. we have employees that my, say that but If you don't know, my last name is McAfee, not related to John McAfee. And um, everybody's like, McAfee? McAfee? It's like, it's McAfee. How is that whole? I don't get it. It's just, you know, names are names. It's I've, true. I've been being called an antivirus since I was literally in second grade. I remember being on the playground and somebody's like, oh, McAfee, like the antivirus? And I'm like, no, like me. And I'm like, no. Uh, either way, we're going to jump into our concluding segment here, guys, because we have some discussion that we want to have around this. The very first thing that I want to do is, Tim, I want to ask you a question. People have been talking about this Bitcoin ETF for a long time. Literally for twice as long as I've been in the cryptocurrency space, about eight years, people have been discussing this Bitcoin ETF. When this discussion started, Mt. Gox was still around. For all of you guys who have been here for a while, people have been talking about an ETF literally for almost a decade, for over half of the history of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Now, I understand that this is a Bitcoin futures ETF. It's not a physically backed and physically settled ETF as a lot of people wanted. But the fact remains, it is a Bitcoin ETF. Everybody has been expecting for the market to go into some kind of massive rally mm -hmm. after this was finally announced. I have been watching people say for three years, four years that I've been in crypto, an ETF is going to get announced. Bitcoin's going to moonshot. Why, in your opinion, do you think the Bitcoin market did not moonshot when this was finally announced? Well, the actuality is we said this on Friday, or at least I said it. I mean, there was an article that was talking about the real growth is going to be Monday. So... The reason it hasn't shot up yet is because it, it is just now Monday. We're still early on Monday. I think we're going to. Look, at we're climbing right now. We're sitting right below 62,000. I think that the weight of what that ETF was going to do is coming now. However, we did talk about this earlier. It isn't the ETF, as you said, that people had been wanting because what people are going to be able to take from it and profit off of it is just cash, U.S. dollars. Uh, that's not exactly what people want, but it is a step in the direction of getting that ETF. Uh, we talked about this on Friday. We're not the biggest fan of ETFs. Ultimately, it's like buying a ticket to the game instead of playing it for yourself. However, it will allow a lot of people who have been a little skittish about getting into Bitcoin. It will give them an access and a little bit of exposure to what's happening there. Gives them a little kind of interest in just getting it more involved. So I am hoping this ETF leads to more wallets being created. But to answer your question in a nutshell, it is Monday. I think we're seeing the ramifications of it happening right now. Yeah, and someone just said in chat, why didn't it moonshot? It's a futures contract ETF. Futures don't directly affect the price. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Absolutely. But here's the thing. People have not been saying for the last eight years that the future that the uh that the physically backed nature of it is what's going to moonshot the price. People have been saying for eight years that the news itself was going to moonshot the price. 
you see the difference there. Not the way that the ETF is structured is going to moonshot the price. That's going to be big, but everybody's been making the argument once this is announced, it's going to moonshot the price. I disagree with that. I agree with you, actually. The reason that it hasn't moonshot the price is because of the futures ETF. A lot of people have been waiting for this one moment when Bitcoin just explodes and you make so much money, you don't even know what to do with all of it. That's not the way this works. That, wait, name the last time that there was a big announcement that moonshot the price. The CME futures launching back in December 17, 2017, the day that we hit all-time high, the Coinbase IPO, the day that we hit all-time high again. How about the time when backed launched on September 24th, 2019? Everybody been saying for two years, this is the biggest news story that's ever happened, and backed launching is going to moonshot the price, and the price dropped. You see, the point I'm making here with this is that everybody puts their confidence in the day that something launches or the day that it's announced. That's not the way this works. First and foremost, before the announcement comes, everybody gets super excited. Why? Because they know that it's coming. We knew Bact was coming. We knew CME Futures were coming. We knew Coinbase was going to IPO. We knew these bullish things were coming. It was factored into the price. But on top of that, these things do not have a direct impact on the market price now. They have a prolonged and profound long-term impact on the price. Bitcoin futures ETF or Bitcoin ETF, either one, are going to have a massive, massive impact on the price in due time. By the way, the market is rallying very much right now. It is sitting at 62,000. The market has responded bullishly to this. It hasn't rallied $20,000 in two days like a lot of people thought it was going to. That's not a bad thing because we set our expectations too high. And I encourage you that if you're one of the people in crypto that I have been for my entire journey here in crypto, believe me, guys, if you say that, I'm preaching to the choir here. I know because I struggle with this. If you are somebody who gets their expectations way up here, and then when something launches, there's no way that you can meet those expectations. I encourage you, pull your expectations down a little bit. I've always lived by the philosophy, it's better to think something is going to be less enjoyable or less fun or take longer or be more expensive or be less bullish so that I can be pleasantly surprised rather than, un rather than unpleasantly surprised when it doesn't meet my unrealistic expectations in the first place. My point here is this. Bitcoin futures ETF or Bitcoin ETF, either one, are going to bring a ton of adoption of Bitcoin and crypto, but it's going to take a couple of years for it to really have a profound impact. Don't get upset just because it hasn't happened just yet. Yet it is coming. Have patience, my young Padawan. Now, Tim, I also want to ask you if you agree with my parallel that I'm drawing between last year with $20,000, breaking that, rallying 100% in 30 days. I don't think we're going to rally 100% in 30 days this time, but probably in 90 days. Do you agree with the kind of fractal that I drew between last bull market, bear market cycle and this bull market, bear market cycle? I don't know. I mean, so it's definitely possible. But I, I also think there's a lot of things happening right now that are special to right now. We have a lot of new fundamentals coming out. We have a lot of new adoption stories coming out. Uh, so to say it's going to follow it perfectly, exactly, I, I mean, I couldn't say yes or no necessarily. However, I do love the similarities we're seeing in price action that would at least, I would agree with the parallels of saying we're about to see an uptick in price. But like you said, I don't think we're going to match it uh, percentage for percentage because that would be kind of hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Smay, you've been pretty quiet this whole stream. I have a question for you. Where do you think? When do you think we're going to break all-time high? Because you are the Turtle King. You are currently the holder of the Hoddle Trophy, much to Tim's chagrin. When do you think we're going to break all-time high, buddy? What are the turtles? Um, probably sometime within the next two weeks. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. And a follow-up question: What do you think Bitcoin's going to do when it breaks all-time high? Are we going to moonshot, or is it going to kind of gradually and slowly rally? Um, I think people are going to take their profits when it after it breaches all-time high at least temporarily. So we'll see a, a little bit of a correction and we might trade sideways for a little bit. Uh, I don't think we're going to immediately blast off to the really, uh, you know, 
high numbers of like 75, 80. Uh, you know, I don't think that's going to happen right really? just right immediately. I mm-hmm. think we're going to breach all-time high. People are going to take some of their profits, going to trade sideways for a while. Then we'll see a, a bigger rally sometime in November, yeah. what, late November. What is the definition of moonshot? Like, Giant uh, people like, say it all the time, but is it is it twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent? It's whatever you it, want it to be. I, I, that's what I'm kind of. <laughs> like when people say it, I hear it all the time. I'm like, what are we even saying right now? Like, do you think there's going to be a giant rally? Fo- well, but even that, like, what's uh, the definition of giant bump. rally? Are we G- talking five percent? Yeah. Really, in all reality, we don't really need that much of a rally to hit new all time high right now. I wouldn't call it a moonshot to hit sixty four k. That'd be a small two thousand dollars. Yeah, no, increase. that's not a moonshot. I'm talking so, about like eighty thousand in a week. <laughs> 80,000 a week would definitely be a moonshot. That's what I mean by moonshot. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't like, think because, that's happening. Because the reason I'm asking Smay, and I'll ask you this also, Tim, the last, the, literally every time we've ever broken all time high, there's been a gigantic rally. When we broke 20K, giant rally. When we broke 13K back in 2016, or sorry, 1,300 back in 2016, giant rally. It took a little while, but it was pretty big. Um, when we broke $3,000, big rally. When we broke $5,000, big rally. Do you think the same thing's going to happen here? Um, I don't think it's going to be right away. I mean, I just think I think that we're we're going to see a lot of people. I mean, we haven't been up at all time high for a while, so yeah. I think a lot of people are going to that were hungry for some profit are going to try to definitely get their profit, and then and then then we'll see after that after people have uh, you know satiated their desire for money, <laughs> then we'll see people start to FOMO. Well, let yeah, me know. yeah. I, I uh, just goes now. I think we're going to hit new all time high. I think we're going to hover there for a little minute. I th- I think even dancing all the way up to seventy seventy uh, k. I just, when you say the word moonshot, I said, in my mind, 70K is not moonshot. That's a great little rally. I would want to see the price jump by the end of the week to like in the 80s for me to say, wow, that moonshot. Moonshot. Well, drop a one in chat, guys, if you think that Bitcoin is going to moonshot all the way to $100,000 by the end of the year. Let's go ahead and read some super chats. We have a couple. So, yeah, we have a couple here. Like two. Uh, we have one from, oh man, I don't even think this is a name. Arc Tipex. Uh, I think that's what he's saying here. With ETFs, I feel like trading futures with fiat on Bitcoin is going to put Bitcoin in the position of GameStop where the normies short it out or short it and we keep pumping. Also, Bitcoin whales will meet the real diamond hand whales with money printers. Yeah, no, I think the Bitcoin ETF is going to change the game the same way that leverage trading changed the game in crypto, um, the same way that the original futures on CME changed the game. Uh, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like frankly, because it's uncharted territory, but it is definitely going to, we're going to have a lot of, <laughs> the, the the normies, if you will, are going to have a lot of interaction with the, uh, the crypto people like us, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that dichotomy and how that interaction plays out. Not really sure how it's going to go yet. Yeah, we had two very quick ones. We had one from Old J Running, just wanted to donate, and then uh, the True King Eleven uh, talking about Bitcoin Z. I don't even know what that is, but he says it's being silenced. Not very no familiar with it. Well, guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, consider hitting that like button. If you want to help support this channel, it does help to support us in the algorithm. And also consider subscribing if you did enjoy this content. And definitely make sure to share this stream with ten of your friends if you think that they can value uh, that they can get value from. From this stream. And I do want to mention that today we are actually announcing our next webinar. So make sure to check out the links down below. You can go to cryptojeb.com, which is now up, by the way. Make sure to check out our website over there. It's really cool. Uh, and you can find out all the information that you need about our webinar. I believe the day is, Smay, do you remember what day it is? I think it's the 28th. It's the 29th. The 29th of yep. October, we'll be doing our next webinar. And we're really, really excited for that. Our last one, we had all of you guys join. It was a lot of fun. Got to interact with you guys. This time we're going to be teaching on basic chart formation. So if you'd like to learn more about technical analysis, 
Texas, this is the place to do it. And also make sure to follow us on our social medias. If you haven't already, at CryptoJeb on Instagram and Twitter and at CryptoJeb Official on TikTok. We're growing quickly over there. And if anything were to ever happen to our YouTube, we would be falling back on those platforms. You can find all of those with the link in the description box down below. Guys, that's all I got for you today. Before we go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching. As always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. Got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJet. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.